It is 7.05 Monday evening. Dave Vaughn from The Firm is here once again answering all your questions, doing his thing. Employment law is what we cover. <laughs> Phone calls, no problem. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. would love to talk to you. Have employment concerns, severance concerns. You just lost your job. You think it may be on the horizon or you got a family member who uh, has a question, doesn't want to call in or too bashful. We'd uh, love to hear from you between now and 8 o'clock, you got some time during the show. You can check out severancepaycalculator.com. Dave will uh, fill us in more about that in just a little bit. It's a tool. Been around for several years. Hundreds of thousands, literally, of people have used this to find out what their severance should be. Their full compensation should be. So we'll get to all that uh, tonight and as well clarifying misconceptions uh, with respect to severance. But we always start with the uh, the week that was, Dave. How are you, pal? Pretty good. How about you? Good, man. What's uh, what's happened? Good. I got a couple uh, good ones for you, interesting ones. They're uh, somewhat unique situations that don't come about uh, every day, but uh, they're actually more common than you'd think. Uh, the first one is a, I resolved a uh, matter where my client was subject to a fixed-term contract. Uh, so the rather than being subject to just an indefinite uh, employment mm-hmm. uh, term, the, uh, this person was subject to a one-year uh, contract. Gotcha. So it started one date, and it uh, was going to expire after a year. Four months in, the employer terminated or decided that uh, they were going to terminate this employee. It wasn't working out. Uh, there was no you know, allegations of cause or anything. Mm-hmm. They just said, you know, it's not working out. We're going to go in a different direction and tried to give him uh, one week's worth of pay, which would have been his <laughs> minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act. Yeah, no. Even if this uh, employee wasn't subject to the fixed term contract, he would have got more than one week's pay. Um, but the problem for the employer here was that there was no early exit or termination clause in the employment right. agreement. So based on the law, this employee is actually just entitled to be paid for the remainder mm-hmm. of the contract, which was about eight months worth of pay. Which is probably more than he would have got under the uh, full compensation, no? Definitely. Yeah. Um, if this employee uh, you know, didn't have this fixed term, might have gotten two months, maybe three Bonus. months. And uh, had no obligation to mitigate damages. Uh, if you have a fixed term contract, you don't have to look for work. Uh, this was just guaranteed. Uh, you know, this person was guaranteed to be paid a salary until the end of the uh, the year contract. Um, so it's obviously a very uh, big windfall for the employee here. And uh, the big lesson uh, in a case like this is it's for is for employers. Mm-hmm. If you're an employer, uh, some some employers always think, oh, I only want the person for a year. I don't want to extend it beyond that. Right. But once you commit to that, you basically are committing to actually have that person as an employee for the rest of the, for that year, mm-hmm. unless you have a very strong and effective early termination clause. So you better make sure that is done correctly, that clause. So that, that allows you to terminate early um, in any circumstances in your own discretion based on a week or two weeks or something like that. That is something that someone or a, an employer would get drafted by a guy like you or a firm like uh, Lior's, right? Yeah, that's right. And whenever we're you know, advising on a fixed term contract, we always uh, make the employer uh, aware of that reality that uh, a lot of a lot of employers think it's safer because they're not committing beyond the year. Yep. But in reality, they're committing up to the year. Right. And even if you have an employee sign a uh, an indefinite term contract, you're not committing to an indefinite amount of time. You can let them go whenever you want in sure. accordance with the termination clause. Having said that, though, you said they feel safer committed to one year, but how many times can they do that over until it becomes a term of employment, right? That's a good question. And uh, I, on other shows, we've talked about employees uh, mm-hmm. that we've had or, or we've represented where you know they've signed eight fixed-term contracts in a row or <laughs> yeah, four, right. and yeah. uh, the the employer, you know, the the contract concludes, the eighth contract concludes after the year, and they say, you know what, we're not going to renew this, so we're not going to have to, we don't have to give yeah, you have anything. Have a nice day. Yeah, yeah and uh, in that case, uh, 
the um, the the employee is going to be treated as a uh, you know an indefinite term employee. Right. So after a couple, uh, two or three fixed term contracts, the uh, the courts are going to look at it as just a normal employment relationship. That employee is going to be entitled to termination pay, and, you know, as if they're an indefinite term right. employee. So you know, if there's four and they're uh, you know in their forties, a uh, you know professional position, it's going to be six months or something sure. like that. Sure. What else you got going on? Another one uh, I resolved recently was uh, with a woman who was a uh, considered an independent contractor for the last eight years. So uh, she was uh, she didn't um, she was basically paid as a contractor. They didn't take deductions off. She paid her own HST and she billed them. Uh, but she didn't work for anyone else. Uh, she worked from their office, used their computer, desk, business card, uh, re- reported to someone within the company, and was basically within the uh, company's organizational structure. Smells like an employee to me. An employee at yeah. war, at least a dependent yeah. contractor. Either way, uh, this employee was entitled to uh, common law termination pay. Uh, there was no uh, contract of employment or anything like that that limited them. So uh, j- this was uh, this person was entitled to uh, termination pay in accordance with the common law as if they're an employee. And uh, that was uh, right at eight months worth of pay. So we were able to resolve that. But a lot of employers don't know that, right? And yeah, another red light, don't. right? Yeah. They don't because they, uh, they'll, you know, they think, oh, we've always treated her as a contractor. We've uh, paid her as a contractor. So there's no way she gets the rights of an employee. But uh, the courts do protect, uh, you know, do protect people in these types of situations because they can be vulnerable. Because well, otherwise, employers wouldn't hire anybody. Right. They would What's just the have point? everyone, as a, uh, everyone exactly. as a contractor. And, you know, you could have someone for 12 years and then let them go with nothing. Nothing. They wish. So, and uh, they do wish, but uh, thankfully the courts do uh, do protect that. So We'll take our uh, first break. Your phone calls, bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'd love to hear from you. You have employment concerns, severance concerns, job concerns overall. Bring them all. Dave's here to answer them as we get through the show right up until 8 o'clock tonight, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 714, Monday night edition in Employment hour, pardon me. Hello. Kid needs a drink. We're back here uh, Wednesday as well at 7 o'clock, including the weekend shows too, so all kinds of times for you to have your input, have your say. It's 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is that number. Pick up the phone. We have wide open lines. We'd love to uh, love to talk to you. Before we get into our uh, topic for this part of the show anyway, Dave, let's uh, let's go through the severance pay calculator, shall we? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a website app that uh, you can go on to. You type in your age, uh, position, length of service, and it'll tell you uh, your severance entitlements. It's a great uh, great tool to use. Uh, it's a, much more accurate than anything you'll get on the Ministry of Labor's website that a lot of people talk about. Um, and it's, uh, it's your full common law entitlements that uh, that estimates. Which means don't be scared. The numbers you see are, are fact. It's not a week or two per year. It may be months and months of pay, but it's true. Yeah, the objective of that is to allow people to uh, you know easily find out uh, you know the range of their entitlements and really to dispel the uh, the myth or the uh, conception out there or the idea out there right. that uh, it's a week per year of service or two weeks per year of service. Um, there's, you know, you'll, we'll always look at age, years of service position and any other factors that are going to make it difficult for you to replace that job because that is the purpose of severance. So there's no, you know, month per year, week per year, anything like that. Yeah. It gives you a nice uh, ballpark number to start off with. And of course you can click a, uh, a little button at the bottom will put you in contact with your and the firm and you can carry it further if you need more information. But other than that, they don't know you're there. Just go use it on your tablet or your laptop, anything you want, anytime. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And if you have, uh, and you should follow up uh, and speak to uh, speak to our firm because uh, there may be certain uh, certain conditions or sure. uh, circumstances that uh, are uh, you know that you're dealing with that actually increase right. uh, the severance. I've dealt with employees who uh, who you know they they're young, like in, in their low thirties. Uh, they've only been there for a couple of years, um, and the issue comes up that they're pregnant. 
when they right. w- when they deal when they get let go, right. and the employer knew that. Well, that's not only going to increase the severance you're entitled to because it's going to make it a lot more difficult for you to find a new job. It also uh, may allow you to get some human rights damage. You bet. So there's uh, every uh, situation is unique, so it's important to uh, follow up and talk to uh, talk to a lawyer. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. Lou got the opening call tonight. How are you, pal? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so basically, my situation, if I may, I was working for as a security guard for about five years for this company, and um, one night as a supervisor, um, I was going to talk to my employee. And he turns around and hit me. And I just kind of moved my, the employee aside and get out of the situation. So basically he attacked me. And my employer let me go because of workplace violence. Did they, Lou, did they say that you attacked this employee? Was there some type of yeah, allegation? The employee attacked me. Right, but did your employer think or uh, were you accused of attacking him? Because that seems very strange. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I explained to my employee that he's the one who attacked me and didn't let me go. Wow. workplace violence. That's terrible. And when did this happen, Lou? Uh, that was uh, in February. Oh, so that just, just happened a couple months ago. Exactly. Would you, were you given any severance pay or anything like that? One week. One week, and you were there for five years? Yes, sir. Uh, how old are you, Lou? I'm 38 now. <laughs> 38s, and uh, so you could get uh, somewhere in the five to six month range uh, for severance pay. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, luckily there's a lot of time left to deal with it, and uh, so I would strongly uh, recommend you give us a call. Uh, did, when did you find a new uh, job? Um, two days later. H- how long? Two days? Three days later. Okay, so you, uh, you mitigated your damage quite quickly, and well, are you making similar money? No, actually, I'm making way less. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's uh, there, there could be a difference there, and you may also have some entitlements under the Employment Standards Act to uh, termination pay and severance pay that uh, you're owed regardless of how quickly you got a job. Wow. And there's also some issues there in terms of uh, Occupational Health and Safety Act. Uh, yeah, the uh, the it doesn't too. sound like the employers uh, you know protecting you at all, and then they're actually yeah. getting you uh, punishing you for uh, you know for for being attacked. It's a very uh, you know, bizarre situation. It's also that that employee has a history of doing this to others. Wow. Uh, other people who are higher grade than him, like, let's say, I was his supervisor, basically. Right. And he's been, he's been disrentled to a lot of other supervisors prior to me. And me, he hit me with his forehead right on my nose, and I had to move out of there. And the only thing I could do is kind of move the employee aside in order for me to get out of that situation. Right. And just because I move him aside, they let me go. So okay. I just never understood that, and I've been looking for someone to be able to talk to me about the legally, the legal side of that. Yeah, we'd be happy to do that. So uh, give us a call tomorrow, Lou. The old Glasgow kiss, eh? Pa, the old, that's a nasty yeah, one. Yeah, that's brutal. one 821 is that number, Lou. That's the number, one 821 5900 Stay on the line. We'll get to your calls as well here on the uh, on the show right till 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Right back to the show in a moment. 724, Monday night. Beautiful evening out there. We're back, of course, Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock as well for another edition of the Employment Hour. Leorna at that time. Dave Vaughn from the uh, the firm is here. Your calls. Bring them on. Stand by. We'll get to you. Got uh, Carlos on the line. Carlos, thanks for hanging in, pal. What's going on? 
Oh, hey, thanks for taking my call, no guys. My, my uh, question's a, uh, a real quick one. Um, I was uh, contemplating taking a leave of absence from uh, from my job. Uh, I'm, a, a uni- I'm a unionized employee. Um, the leave of absence would be an unpaid leave, but I'm wondering how that would affect me if I actually want to go and draw um, unemployment insurance, if I'd be able to do, to do that or not, and if that would affect, if that would affect uh, actually my employment. So you're going to take an unpaid leave of absence due to medical issue? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So so you should apply for uh, for you know EI um, this the sickness one, and uh, you should also speak to your union about that to see if they can help you with it. But uh, you should get uh, EI. Okay, and that wouldn't affect my uh, uh, my employment whatsoever. No, absolutely not. Um, but uh, because you're taking it's because of a medical leave, right? So I assume you have some type of a uh, a doctor's note supporting it. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, before doing it, though, I would get uh, talk to your union just to make sure there's nothing else you need to do. It doesn't impact anything to do with your uh, seniority or anything like that. Okay, got you. Already awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate that. Great show. Thanks, right, Carlos. Thanks, Appreciate Carlos. that. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sales number. Gloria, good evening. Hi, how are you? Excellent. How are you? What's your concern? Not bad, thank you. I had a question. If you're an employee in a private company and the company gets sold. Do the owners of the original company have to pay you compensation? Did you get a new job? Like, did you get a job with the new company? Yes. Yes. At, it, a lower, at a lower rate of pay. Okay, and you accepted that? Well, no, I'm. I just don't know if I should or I shouldn't. Okay. Oh, so you haven't you haven't made the decision yet? No, no, no. Okay, so when does the sale close? It's going to be in the next three months. Okay, and have you have you gotten the new offer yet? Like in written form? No, but I know I will be getting something that's less. Okay, so if it's something that's less, you ha- you likely have no obligation to accept it. Okay. So then the the seller would owe you severance pay. Like full severance pay, as if if they would let me go when they were the owners, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the the only time that you don't is if it's a share purchase, which basically means when a company just buys the shares of another company. But this sounds mm-hmm. like it's an asset purchase because it looks like there's going to be a termination, and then you're going to be offered new employment. Right. So that's uh, I'm assuming this is an asset purchase, and yeah. uh, that is a termination of your employment by the seller. Uh, and in most cases, or in a lot of cases, the purchaser will o- will offer comparable employment. In that case, you likely have an obligation to accept it. But if it's not comparable employment, it doesn't sound like it is in your case because you said it's a lesser position. You don't necessarily lesser pay. Lesser pay. Yeah. Okay. Less pay. Yep. Yeah. So and, and that's obviously a huge part of your job, right? So you yeah. would likely not have to accept that uh, that position. I'd obviously want to look at the uh, the offer in full uh, before mm-hmm. making a final determination. On what that, do you do, Gloria? What do you do? Um, the manager of a of a business. Okay. How okay. long have you been there? Thirty five years. Wow, that's a uh, you could uh, you would be entitled to a lot of severance pay, Gloria. Uh, we're talking like you know, twenty four months, months, right? Yeah. Up to two years severance pay. Yeah, so uh, to, yeah. it's but it's very important you deal with it uh, properly because yeah. the last thing you want to get into is a situation where they say you should have accepted that new employment, and that mm-hmm. by not accepting it, you failed to mitigate your damages. Gloria, I'm going to give you a number just uh, just in case. Again, if you get the new contract in the next few weeks, you want to forward it over to Dave or Leor. I'd let them have a look at it. It's one eight five five. Eight two one fifty nine hundred again one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred yeah.
You got it? Yeah, so Thank give us a call, much. Gloria, because it's very important to deal with this uh, carefully and, and uh, deal with it properly. Wow, 30 years. That's that's 24 months of the cherry on top right It is, there, yeah, and I can much, assure right? you that whoever's involved in this purchase and sale is trying uh, as hard as they can to uh, not have to pay Gloria the, 24, the two years worth of pay. Yeah, right. Tommy, we'll get to you before a break. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's your concern, pal? Okay, so I worked at this place. I don't know if I should say the name or not. But, don't have to. Um, no. I, I worked there, and then um, uh, they fired me over something that happened on uh, on the road. I was allowed to take the company car to go get something for my health. And then when I came back, uh, they said that someone called in because the company had um, a phone number to the company on on the car. And then I came back and they fired me over allegations. They never had proof that I did anything. So they just fired me. What were the allegations? Uh, that, that I cut someone off and gave them the, the finger. Oh, wow. Did you do it? No, I didn't. I, I did cut somebody off. Yeah. But I put my hand out the window saying sorry. Oh, okay. And then maybe they read it the wrong way and called in and... Right. So if that's uh, if that's exactly what happened, uh, they wouldn't have cause to terminate your employment there. So you'd be entitled to severance pay. I yeah, assume I they didn't give you any severance pay, Tommy. No, they they did two weeks, sir. Two weeks, and how long did you work there? Two years. Two years, and how old are you? Twenty-seven now, and I don't have a job since then. Okay, when did this happen? About a year and a half ago. Well, you got to act quick, Tommy, because you have to do it uh, within two years. Okay. So if you want to get severance pay. And, uh, you know, this isn't cause, so you should get more than two weeks. Give us yeah. a call. Visit the severance pay calculator to see uh, your, your severance entitlement and give us a call because we can help you with this, okay? Okay, so what, uh, what number do I call to uh, get in contact with you guys? Yeah, I'll give it to you right now. 1-855. 1-855. 821. 821. 5900. 5900. You are done. That's the number I you need, call okay? I tomorrow. Good. Get on it, pal. A year and a half. You don't want to waste any more time, right? Yeah, time's running out for you Tommy, bet. so uh, hopefully he gives us a call tomorrow. Again, like you mentioned, severancepaycalculator.com as well. You'll find out what your uh, full entitlement should be. We'll take a quick break. More of your phone calls. John, I see you there. Hang on, pal. Everyone else, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. The employment hour right till 8 o'clock tonight. It is 734 Monday night. Dave Vaughn from The Firm is here doing his thing, answering your calls, your concerns. 416-870-6400 star 640 on sale is the number. Anytime you want to check out what your severance should be, the actual amount, severancepaycalculator.com. John, good evening. Hi, how you doing? Good. What is, uh, what's your concern, my friend? Well, I've got a friend of mine uh, who's had some uh, major health issues, and uh, she can no longer do her job, so she's given notice uh, at her work. Uh, she's worked there for 16 years, and she seems to think that she's she's not going to get anything. How long has she been unable to work for? Well, the thing is, it's 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 uh, kind of been going on for the last year to the point where, like, her health is uh, really deteriorating really badly. Yeah, and and, and like, there's there's um, I know this because uh, she's a friend, and my my wife's a doctor, so I sure. know her health record, and she's a, a personal friend. So mm-hmm. I'm just. Uh, when when she told me that she's not getting anything, I just kind of like what? Well, she won't because re- she, she resigned. Resigned. She wasn't fired. She was re- she resigned on her own, right? Yeah, that's the yeah, problem that, that she, she she had to quit because of health reasons. She can no longer do the job. Right. So what she should do, John, is she shouldn't be resigning. She should retract the resignation, get a doctor's note saying she's unable to work for the time being, and seek treatment. They, that will not be a termination yet. Okay. Okay, but if she's just going to resign, 
like this, uh, she's mm-hmm. not going to get severance pay. Uh, the situation right now, as it stands, she will not get severance pay. She should go on a leave of absence. Uh, some companies will have short-term and long-term disability mm-hmm. where you can actually get some pay, yeah. uh, a percentage of your pay during that time. You just have to supply doctor's notes. And once you're I better or if you already have that. Is I she on that now? Have some doctor's notes. Right. So she, what she should be doing is she should be asking for a leave of absence um, due to the medical notes. So get with a doctor's support. note with medical support mm-hmm. and take the time she needs well, to I get better. She's already taken, I think she's already taken some leave of absence. Okay. And, uh, but is she, has she been working right now? Uh, she's, she, well, she, she kind of feels responsible because she's like the, she's like one of those person Fridays that holds the glue together for this company. Got it. Yeah. Has she been there uh, or is this a big company? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, actually, I think the guy is, uh, he, he's been around for like 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's two things she can, you know, if she has a doctor's note and needs some time off, she should do that because she should not resign. And what she should do is uh, give the doctor's note. And if they have an insurance policy, no, she they, should, they so have if, nothing. So if they don't have uh, insurance, she can get EI sick leave uh, for a certain amount of time. She mm-hmm. should apply for that. And then, after that runs out, she would still be able to be on a leave of absence. She's just not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it comes to a point where there's no chance of her returning to that job, she could at mm-hmm. then point talk to them about a severance package because you could say that the employment contract has been frustrated. But right now, if she just goes and quits, she's not going to get anything. And that's okay. a problem because 16 years of service, how old is she? Uh, close to 60. And what's her job? Title. Um, she's well. It, her job is basically whatever they, uh, whatever the boss wants her to do. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I mean, she does like the account, like accounting, but like you know, if she's like. It sounds like it's a an important job within the organization. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be crying the blues when she's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. So she could be looking at somewhere in the you know sixteen to eighteen month range. For severance that's pay, I, so that's I what she a year to two years. That's what I thought, at least. Yeah, and she'd be giving all that up if she just simply resigned. So before she does anything else, uh, tell her to give us a call tomorrow because we can talk to her and we can uh, potentially, uh, you know, work with her on. Could maybe... you do me a favor and uh, uh, text? Uh, well, I can look it up on it's it's on on AM six forty website, right? It is, John. Do you have the number? Is it the number you're looking for or the email? Uh, well, if you if you can text it to me, you've got my phone number. So yeah, we got your number here. We, yeah, and, yeah, and I'll give you. I can give you the number as well when yeah, uh, when I, I let I'll you go. I'll gladly give her that because I want. I wanted to make sure. I want to make sure she's taken care of. Absolutely, John. If she doesn't do anything quickly, if she doesn't deal with this properly, well, quite she's quickly, leaving, she she's not leaving for another month or so. But okay. still, it sounds like she's given notice, right? Yes. So yes. she needs to. She can't sit on this. She does need to act relatively quickly, yeah. well, so and I'll we can help her do that. Call immediately. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. The number one eight five. Five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again, John one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or Lior L I O R at employmenthour dot com. Very simple. So uh, yeah, clarify misconceptions with respect to severance. We'll get on this before we take a quick break. Uh, you have to have uh, work at least five years to get severance. I know some people uh, mentioned they had a big company or a small company or otherwise. How's the five years work? So under the that misconception arises because under the Employment Standards Act, mm-hmm. statutory severance pay is owed to employees with over five years of service who, and the company has to have a payroll of uh, $2.5 million at least. Okay. And uh, that's called statutory severance pay under the Employment Standards Act. 
that does not, these two factors, the five years or $2.5 million payroll does not in any way impact your common law. Your full entitlements. Full common law severance entitlements. So under the common law, you're entitled to severance pay regardless of your length of service, regardless of how big the company is. Now, the the more service you have, the more severance you're going to get, but there's no hurdle to get over in, in terms of five years. So if you have four years of service, you're still going to get a severance package. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, depending on your age and the years of service, it could be, you know, you could be looking at six, eight, nine months. So uh, don't let that misconception get in the way of uh, pursuing a full severance package. Because I talk to a lot of people that say, well, a friend of mine told me that because I don't have five years of service or because my company's small, I don't get severance pay. Right. And they, they end up just, you know, signing a release for, uh, you know, couple weeks worth of uh, termination pay. At that point, you need to get off that line of thinking and get over the severance pay calculator. And that's, yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. That's and that's what, that, that's what the purpose of the severance pay exactly. calculator is, is to educate people. We'll take a, a short one, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the employment hour coming up till eight o'clock. And reminder, Wednesdays at seven, we're back here. Once again with Lior, Dave doing the duty right until uh, till 8 o'clock tonight. It is 7.45. If you're just joining us, we go to 8 o'clock and then Wednesday night as well. Employment Hour back here with Lior. Dave Vaughn from the firm is answering all your questions. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to know what your compensation, your full entitlement should be. You can do some calculations with a very simple tool called the Severance Pay Calculator. Severance Pay Calculator.com to get a hold of that sucker. Got uh, Rick here in Toronto. Hey, Rick, good evening. How are you today? Good. What's going on with you? I worked for a unionized company, and I was assaulted at work. And what happened was, is I was there nine years, and uh, one guy was all, all on camera. I got witnesses. The company's a billion-dollar worldwide company, and they got a big sign on the board, zero tolerance for being assaulted or harassment. And the company found a way to get rid of me instead of getting rid of the two guys who assaulted me because they didn't want me to sue them. And they got me to sign the letter. I did take a severance package. The union did not help me. They were with the company. They're in bed with the company. And what they did is when they gave me a severance package, I took uh, 10000 And what happened was is I, uh, I signed my name, but I signed beside my name, signed under duress, S-U-D. And the guy who brought me this letter didn't even know what it meant. So did the union negotiate this for you? The you the cup yes, but the yes they did, but they didn't. Uh, the company wanted me out. Uh, I even had the police involved, and the company with my witnesses. The company told the police when they showed up at at our our facility that the drivers weren't booked in in that location. They were in another location. In the meantime, they're all sitting there in their trucks waiting to get loaded. Okay, so why did the company want to get rid of you and not these uh, people that uh, did this? Because they knew that I could sue them, probably because they didn't honor their their role. And the one guy, the first guy that assaulted me, was on camera in the whole bit. And uh, the one head boss even come up to me and said, "Yes, I saw it." And he didn't even get a, a one second suspension. When did this yeah. happen, Rick? This happened uh, two years this July. Okay. So uh, unfortunately, there's not much you can do for a couple reasons. The, the first is because you're in a union, so you have to de- go through the union there. And it sounds like you did sign a release. Uh, and, se- and accept a severance package. But they forced me to sign it. So if that's the case, then you could look at you know suing the company for the assault. Nothing to do with the termination because it sounds well, like... Well, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so you may want to contact uh, contact a lawyer about that and just see if there's anything you can do there. It's one. I've tried finding one. And, you know, like there is nobody in the city that will take this case. Well, why don't you give us a call tomorrow and we can see if we can help you, Rick. 
Okay, how, how do I get get your number? I'll give it to you right now. It's uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, Rick, 1-855-821-5900. Tim, good evening. How you doing? Good. What's going on with you? I have a, um, a, a regulatory college um, uh, matter. I'm a licensed trade person, and I have to pay uh, fees into the Ontario College of Trades. Um, However, the Ontario College of Trades is the only regulatory body in the province to where its paying membership cannot vote in its board of governors. So much like Mr. Sam Pura belongs to the uh, Law Society of Upper Canada, he has the availability to vote in his board of governors and has a say in, in that process. Is there any type of challenge that can be made uh, in order to force uh, the, uh, the government under the Apprenticeship Act of 2009 to force this regulatory body uh, to have its paying membership to have the same opportunities as other working professionals in the province? It's a very interesting question, Tim. It uh, unfortunately has nothing like to do with employment law, right. so I wouldn't be able to properly advise you on that. Uh, you'd have to speak with uh, someone who deals with administrative law or regulatory law. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get you in quickly, Robert, before a break. What's going on with you? Not much. Um, I have a question. I hear you talking all the time about the independent contractors mm-hmm. and people who have worked as uh, contracting and how you they could be uh, re- reclassified as em- uh, as employees. Correct. Um, what happens when that happen, um, when that occurs and CRA then, um, I guess, imposes uh, interest and penalties? And so uh, uh, what kind of penalties are we looking at? So... CRA, regardless, so if you're called a contractor, an independent contractor, and you're paid as a an independent contractor, the CRA can make a determination that you're a, you know, that you should be employee and you should be paying those types of deductions and uh, withholdings, uh, regardless of whether you allege in an employment matter that you are an employee. So they can make that decision regardless of how you, you know, how you, you know, if you're attacking it or saying that you shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't be a contractor and you should be an employee. Okay, so that can happen to you regardless. Is that a situation you're dealing with now, or do you have contractors? Well, no, this is uh, for my brother, basically. And uh, we've, been, we've spoken to our accountant, and it could be quite substantial amount of interest and penalties. Yeah, it can be, and your accountant would be good at, uh, at you know, addressing those questions just because uh, he or she is the one who deals with the taxes and knows uh, what, you, what, what you are paying or, or and what, possibly what you should be paying. Now, is your brother a contractor? Yes, he is. Okay, and how has he? Does he work for one company? Yes, he does. And how long has he been doing that? Two years. Two years. Okay. And what type of services does he provide? He's a chef. Chef. Okay, so he's a chef. He works at a restaurant or something like that, and provides services as a contractor. Yeah, I mean, there's no debate about that. But we're we're trying to assess: is it worthwhile if we have to pay substantial interest and penalties? Right. So at this point, he hasn't been let go or anything, right? No, he has been let go. Oh, he has been let go. Oh, okay. Oh, when was he let go? He was let go uh, two weeks ago. Okay, and he wasn't provided with any severance pay nope. or anything. Nope, nope. Okay, so just, yeah, so to determine, you know, if we have to pay, you know, interest and penalties, is it worthwhile? Well, it's not necessarily true. Necessarily true because uh, what it sounds like your your brother could be is a dependent contractor, in which case he was paid uh, appropriately in terms of from a tax perspective, but he's still owed severance pay under the common law as if he's an employee. So you can, it's not necessarily that you have to say he's an employee to get severance pay. Dependent contractors, people who, you know, operate as a contractor but do all or substantially, uh, you know, significantly, significant amounts of their work for one employer can be considered a dependent contractor. Mm-hmm. 
So what I would I would tell your brother to do, or if you want to give us a call, is I mean, uh, with the employer, can we get if we go through somebody like yourself, would we get can we get the company to pay those interest and penalties? They likely won't do that, um, but uh, I don't think you've been a set. I don't think he's he has interest or penalties yet, does he? No, because it hasn't been uh, cha- changed in that manner. Right, but so I wouldn't worry about that. That's not going to happen right now. You haven't done anything yet. So I think the best thing to do is just uh, give us a call so we can see whether he, as a dependent contractor, uh, he's owed severance pay. What I'm telling you is there may be a, an opportunity that he gets severance pay but not doesn't owe any type of interest or penalties right. at all. The number, Robert, I'll give you is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one. 5,900. We'll take uh, one short break here before we wrap it for the hour. We can take a few more calls. If you want to call through the radio station, we'd love to talk to you right till 8 o'clock on the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Talk Radio, AM 640. 756 here. Last few minutes of the Employment Hour. Back in Wednesday night with Lior. In the meantime, you need to use the severance pay calculator to find out what your uh, full entitlement should be. Severancepaycalculator.com. Talking about the clarifying the misconceptions with respect to severance. This one's a beauty too. When you let go, you get two weeks for every year of service. We love that one. We do, and we've touched on it uh, quite a bit tonight. There's no rule of thumb uh, week per year, two weeks per year, month per year. Throw that all out the window. Um, severance pay is not based on solely on length of service. Uh, there's no simple formula for de- determining severance pay. We look at length of service, age, position, availability of similar employment, mm-hmm. and any other factors unique to the person that may make it difficult uh, to find a new job or extend the amount of time it would take that person to find a new job. Uh, for an example that we talked about earlier, if you're let go while you're pregnant, in addition to the potential human rights issue, uh, it also would increase the severance package because that is going to increase the amount of time it's going to take you to be able to look for work. If you have injuries, Right. And you're unable to look for work or if you have uh, some type of vis- you know, disability that's going to make it more difficult or going to make it uh, you know, difficult for an employer to want to hire you, um, that would be uh, something that would extend the notice period. So how about if you're quote unquote fired as opposed to quote unquote laid off, then you don't get severance. That's a good word, laid off. It is. And uh, at the end of the day, whether you're fired or uh, laid off, mm-hmm. it's a termination. Yeah. Unless it's uh, some type of temporary termination that they uh, have uh, that they're allowed to do under the contract, and uh, so I, I talk to people a lot who are t- concerned that uh, whether it's you know considered a, a firing or a lay a layoff, and uh, if it's a termination, there's e- there's either it's either two things: it's a without cause termination where they're going to have to pay a severance pay, or it's with cause where they're going to have to uh, prove that you uh, are guilty of serious misconduct. Uh, that warrants them uh, withholding severance pay and not giving you any severance pay. And that, as we've discussed many times on the show, that is very difficult to do. Worth note as we close, though, that if you are quote-unquote laid off, it's not in the contract. Uh, that happens a couple times. You accept it. Now it's a part of the contract. You can't claim It would be. Go, the, right? the, the two ways a, uh, a layoff is allowed, a temporary layoff, mm-hmm. is if uh, it says it in the contract, and some contracts will say that, that uh, we, can, uh, we can lay you off for a certain amount of time. Uh, so if before signing a contract, look out for that. And the other way is if, uh, yeah, you've accepted it in the past or, you know, a lot of uh, construction workers get laid off in the yep. winter. You're laid off, you know, five times, uh, you know, every year for five years. You can't turn around the next time it happens and say, oh, that's a termination. Right. Because that's going to be an implied term of your contract that that's allowed. Good one tonight as we uh, wrap it up. A couple numbers for you to remember. It's one eight five five. 821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. The email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And we refer to it several times during this hour. That is the severance pay calculator. That is online as well. Free to use, simple. It takes about 30 seconds to find out what your 
Full benefits should be severancepaycalculator.com. Till next time, that would be Wednesday night here, 7 o'clock, the Employment Hour. Talk Radio, AM 640.